Hello, church. Before I get up and get started today, there are a couple of things we need to announce, and they're not the happiest of things we need to announce. But as a family, transitions occur. And we've had some transitions this week. Edith Cook, who she and Tom were longtime members here, Edith passed away on Tuesday evening. She and Tom were here for quite a while. Tom is still alive. We just got this news, or I just got it this morning. The reason we want you to know this right now is because this afternoon is the visitation at, uh, let's see, one o'clock to three o'clock at Brentwood Hills Church of Christ. So those of you that knew Edith, please be praying for the family. We also had a tragic accident on Wednesday night that was discovered on Thursday on Christmas Eve. Uh, You've probably seen it in your papers or you've seen it on the television that three teenagers died on Carter's Creek Pike, which um, many of us drive all the time. They were not found until far, far too late. Nikhail Whitson and Adrian Williams, both 17, were part of Franktown, and Franktown's dear to our heart. They were members of the Fish and Hunt Club there. They were active in this. There was also a young lady, Anisha, uh, who was 16. So 16-year-old girl and two 17-year-old young men passed away. We, as the church that loves Franktown, and as the church that loves these young men and women, want to help in any way possible. And so GoFundMe accounts have been set up for all three individual uh, accounts have been set up for the three of them. You can donate to Franktown by giving cash or check too. And I'm going to ask you, I know you did not ask for this, but if you could stand so that people know where you are so they can get to you. Uh, Chris Barnhill, Wayne Howell, is Wayne up front? Yeah, he's up top. Uh, Beth Hewitt or Alan Gentry. If you could stand please so we know where you are. I saw Chris a while ago, don't see him now. Oh, where is he? He's, he's, out, he's out the back, Okay. Uh, well, we can, uh, we, you can hand it to Joe. How about Joe right there? Thank you very much. You can give directly to the GoFundMe account or you can hand money to them. You can also write a check to, uh, to Fourth Avenue Church of Christ and we'll turn that right around uh, and make sure that they get it. We want to cover not only funeral expenses but also the other expenses that happen after funerals and also to give them space to, to heal and to give them, and, and to let them know we love them. That's a very important aspect of what we do here. So that said, it reminds us of transitions. You know, I'm standing here and there are poinsettias, but we've already sung all of our Christmas songs. And uh, some of you uh, are maybe wondering why we still have these. We don't have a place to put them, but the Hewitts have said, if you'd like them, you can come get them. Uh, not now, because if you, if you, um, <laughs> If you rush the stage now, I'll baptize you. It's a reflex. I I can't, um, not a thing I can do to stop it. Um, It'd be tragic to be saved twice, really. Horrible, tragic. And some of you could do with a a re-wedding, but uh, the rest, (laughs) hold you down a wee bit longer. Uh, The the poinsettias are here if you would like to take them. And and they are, like many of us, on their last legs, but they're still nice. Uh, So... We need to also remember our friends. Many of us have friends over in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Garland uh, is right beside Fort Worth, and they lost 11 people last night. And right behind that is coming in ice and snow into Texas. So please pray for them. 
You know, that's the thing about life. Let's, let's look out of Ecclesiastes, a passage that many of you know. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Time moves on. Change is built into the system. You will hear common themes in the lesson today. Some of the stories you've heard before, I have news for you, you're going to hear them again. Because at this time of year, there are certain thoughts we need to always return to. After the wrapping paper is in the bins, trash cans, out by the side of the road, and after the tree has been denuded and uh, either put back into the box, if you've got the reusables, or uh, put out by the curb, what remains? What's left? After all the food is put away so that you can throw it away later, because you'd feel bad about throwing it away now, so you put it in the refrigerator to wait before you throw it away, (laughs) or before you eat it, throwing yourself upon that caloric time grenade thingy, and then pay attention to all the weight loss things in the next month that they'll advertise. What remains? A few weeks ago, Cammie and I went back up into Detroit area, and we saw a lot of changes in the city. Mainly good, by the way, but changes nonetheless. They never ask people that used to live there if it's okay to change things. Change happens. I look into the mirror, and I see my father's face. I put on my coat, and my father's hands come out. Christmas comes, Christmas goes, 2015, uh, or the 2015 goes away and 2016 comes and what remains? Seasons come, seasons go. Sometimes you don't even get a winter. Things change. <laughs> Styles change. And if we convince ourselves that we have to have this or be in this or have this situation to be happy, we're in for a very hard road. Because happiness is a choice. Joy is a decision. And stuff is just stuff. Along the way, we collect people that matter to us. We collect things that matter to us. But we'll never treasure them as we ought until we realize that our relationship with everybody we meet is temporary. Jerry Jones, who has done marriage seminars all over the U.S., reminds people, Every marriage ends, either death or divorce, but every marriage ends, and so do all other relationships. God tells us everything is temporary. In James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money, why, do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. 
When I was a boy, the older folk always said, Lord willing, or if the Lord wills, or if the Lord should allow, to almost everything. Are we, are we going out to eat uh, this afternoon? Well, Lord willing. I'm thinking, oh, I hope he's on our side. You know, I, 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 was, I was quite concerned about this. I believe you can overuse the phrase, but I also believe you can underuse it. And I think we're underusing it now. We need to remember the Lord is in charge of these things. Everything's temporary, but that, and that shouldn't surprise us, should it? But it always does. We look at children, we go, oh, how you've grown. What were you expecting, actually? What, did they have options? <laughs> I like cars, always have liked cars. I've subscribed to car magazines, even though I've been driving the same truck for years and plan to keep driving it. I love cars. But whenever it's time to buy a new vehicle, I do make myself do something first. I go buy last chance used car lots. I'm not buying anything there. But I just want to look at it. These are the ones where they finance here and have a dog on a chain. Because I want to look at those cars for a minute and remember, once upon a time, that car, somebody wanted that car so much. If I have that car, that will make me happy. And, and maybe it did for a while. And some of the cars on that lot have made several people happy for a little while and then not happy. And they're sitting there waiting to see if they'll make anybody else happier. Pick up a penny shopper or consignment paper or go buy a consignment shop or a pawn shop or used video game shop. Everything in there went from a, oh, that will make me happy, to a, what will you give me for it? Maybe there's an echo of this, even into our higher, more expensive culture. If you ever go, if you have a gas mask or, or you're completely unallergic and you go into a Hollister's or an Abercrombie, <laughs> evidently they didn't sign the Geneva Convention because they... They still use chemical warfare in the malls. I was in a mall once walking about because I was speaking in that city and needed a place to walk and it was in Clement outside. And there was in one wing, they had a, and I'll, get, I'll miss some, a Bed Bath & Beyond, a, a, um, a um, let's see, a Hollister's, an Abercrombie, a Yankee Candle and something else. And, uh, and I, I just called my wife and I said, they have all of this and 18 dead asthmatics in one area. But if you go into a Hollister Abercrombie, what do you see? You see jeans that are already pre-torn, pre-worn. Shirts that are already pre-faded, a little shabby, high prices. It dawned on me one day, this is just Goodwill with different lighting. <laughs> Where we lived in Michigan for 10 years, down the street from us, just around the bet, was a, a Salvation Army. And you go into that big store, I remember... There was a sign behind the counter that said, no $100 bills accepted. I walked up to the guy. I said, is this really an issue in a Salvation Army store? And he goes, no, because we have a sign. I went, <laughs> good man you, yes. Cammie always accused me of um, refusing to pay dry cleaning costs, but rather donating my shirts there and because you could buy it back the next day for a dollar, and it cost you, you know, they'd already cleaned it for you. Uh, but anyway, 
change. Well, it, it works. It costs four bucks if you take, anyway. Um, change happens because the world and everything in the world is temporary. Do you remember the music you used to listen to that now you would deny? There's a big article in the papers in America as well as in Breton this week. The Bay City Rollers are getting back together. I went, why did we not learn our lesson? And they admitted that one of them had had two strokes and now had diabetes and another one was dead of drug. I'm, they're not bringing him back, I guess, but they've got a couple of others and I'm going, you know, let it go. There are a lot of things we used to listen to. We should just let it go. It's been six years since I've been home on the Isle of Skye. That's too long. But money and schedules, they're tight. And I know when I go back, they'll have changed things. Not so fast, because when you get out that far from civilization, it's a bit harder, but they'll have changed some things. Maybe that's why I've been thinking about heaven so much. Years ago, back in Detroit, I entered my office as usual, but something was wrong. It took me a while to peg what was it. And I realized, oh, my guitars are gone. And I thought, oh, the children's ministry probably grabbed them and they're using them for something. And I went down and asked, no, they hadn't seen them. And I'll spare you the details. But after about an hour or so, it became clear they'd been stolen. They were gone, baby, gone. And, and one of the guitars was pretty important to me. Um, in many places, this wouldn't matter, but you would know one of these names. It had been given to me by the guy that played with Chet Atkins. Had, and you can't replace it. Well, being Detroit and being a church of a whole bunch of people who never had church before, we had some rough individuals. They were rough Christians, but they were Christians. And they came in, they said, you know, Patrick, we're going to scour every pawn shop and we're going to track down who did. And I said, you know something? Don't. First of all, they might have had a point. They might have heard me play. Uh, it could have been a music critic. They, they left the ukuleles, so maybe a music critic. You know, uh, I, I'm not really sure. The second thing is 2 Peter 3. Look at 2 Peter 3, verses 10 through 13. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. The earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. But that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire. The elements will melt in the heat. But keeping with his promise, we're looking forward to a new heaven, a new earth where righteousness dwells. If the guitars are just kindling for the end of the world barbecue, maybe we shouldn't be too attached. You see, we've all, we've all heard, you can't take it with you, and that's kind of true. You've never seen a, a hearse pulling a U-Haul. You can't take it with you, fair enough. But there are some things you can take with you. I want to talk about what remains. You take what you've made of your life. That goes with you. You take your memories. You take your knowledge. You take your relationships. Somebody once asked the fantastic, wonderful Marshall Keeble if we would know each other in heaven, and his response was, I don't plan to be any dumber up there than I am down here. Of course we'll know each other. That's what makes it heaven, that we'll know each other. We'll be glad to see each other. 
the things you do here to help you here and to help you get there will follow you there. An elder at one church has served and I would, would do our visits together one, time, one day a week and we went to visit this lady that was in her 90s and still living on her own. Uh, she'd been told when she was in her 40s she'd be dead soon and she was proud she'd buried her last four doctors. <laughs> it was about 10, 15, 10, 20 in the morning when we visited and she was visibly ups, upset about something. There was just... She didn't really talk about it. After about 10 minutes, I said, Sister Stellinger, is, is there something wrong today? And she said, well, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just uh, unsettled. I got things so busy. There were things happening today, and I didn't get around to reading my Bible yet. And here it is, almost 1030. And I'm thinking, ooh. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what that feels like at 10. Wow. And so, you could write that off by saying she's in her 90s, so she's cramming for finals, but I don't believe it. <laughs> I believe she might actually enjoy heaven more than me because she got ready more than I did. She took more with her when she went there. The knowledge you gain here, some of that will stay with you. The love of your life, those loves will go with you. The people you loved here, You'll love there. That love goes with you. The love of your children, the love of the church, the love of this church. This church means the world to me. And I can't wait to see 92% of you in heaven. No, I'm kidding. There are all of you. I often tell my staff at the end of staff meeting, it is an honor to work with 72% of you. Uh, and just, it just keeps them on their toes leadership by fear. Um, I, heaven's going to be heaven because you're going to be there. I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of strangers. I want to see you there. I want to see your family there. I want to talk about what we did and what we're doing. And some things you will leave behind, but they're not going away either. Memories that you've made with others, Knowledge, relationships, the seeds of your good works will continue. What did you leave behind in 2015? What good works, what kind actions, what acts of love, what sweetness? What did you leave behind you? That'll still grow. That'll produce stuff long after you're gone. We're in a building that was built and maintained and cared for by people who've already left us, but what remains? We're still blessed we can leave things behind to bless our family. I've already taken my grandsons, well, the two that can walk, into my bonus room and said, these guitars, you need to pick one because it's going to be yours. Now, will they ever play guitar? I don't know. I don't care. My point is they need to understand that I understand I need to leave things behind for them. And we need to talk about that transition we can, we can make a decision right now to leave light and love behind us. To be a person who unleashes good into the universe. Whenever I go up to Ohio State University or any of these others and teach about aging and what it means and, and how to run Alzheimer's units and things such as this, those of you that don't know, that's, that's what my education's actually in. 
uh, I'm going from actually being an expert on it to being an example of it, which is very exciting, <laughs> I think. Um, anyway, whenever I talk to them, one thing I stress to them is, no matter how frustrating, no matter how difficult, no matter, because many are not pleasant patients, remember this, create the kind of facility you want to end up in one day. And with you, I would say, create the kind of world you wish it already was. You unleash the faith, hope, and love. You unleash the kindness, joy, sweetness, forgiveness. Be an agent of light. There's only one reality, and you get to affect it. Oh, I know quantum physics, and I know there might be a multiverse, but the fact is, even if there is, who cares? This is the one you're in. Make it nicer. Make it sweeter. The book of Ecclesiastes is a bit of a downer if you don't get what it's telling you. Time to war and a time of peace. And it just reminds you of reality, change, and our temporary status here. And it tells you to enjoy the ride because anything that is temporary is more valuable because it's temporary. Think of this. If it's rare, it's valuable. Now, I'm aware that there are diamond cartels and that they, they you know, stop all that for a minute. Fact is, you're more likely to find gravel than diamonds in your yard. That's why we use diamonds when we show love or we show we, an emerald or a bit of gold or something because it's rarer than the common stuff about us. And life being short and temporary makes it valuable every single day, valuable. So I don't leave the house without telling Cammie I love her. That's why we still look at each other and grin after all of these years. I think she's grinning. My, I, sometimes my glasses aren't on. But I think she's grinning. Could be a grin. I think it's grinning. It's grinning. It's what it is. We can enjoy our ride down here because it's temporary. Remember this. If you want to be happy, want what you have, like what you've got. That'll do it and enjoy the ride. Ask a middle school kid. I'm not picking on you middle schoolers. You'll hang, hang with me. You'll see in a minute. Ask a middle school kid if they're happy. No, kind of, and then I'll get to, are you kidding? But when I get to be a teenager, the world opens up to me. Ask a teenager. Are you kidding? I have no car. I have no money. When I get a car and when I can drive and escape, then I'll be happy. So catch them a bit later, and they'll say, you say, are you happy? No, I have to drive the, the minivan. Sorry. I am sorry. In college, are you happy? No, I have too much homework. All the professors think my, my, you know, their class is the only class I've got. and it's, I have no time for friends or no time for life. When I get out of here and get a job, then you go talk to them then. Are you happy? My job takes all my time. It doesn't pay me enough to have fun in the few hours I've got. Ask them later when they get kids. and They'll say, my kids have eaten my life. And then when the kids leave, are you happy? I miss my kids. Why is it we're never happy and yet we plan to be happy one day? You already have the power to be happy and joyful. You already have the power to spread faith, hope, and love. All you have to do is choose to be an agent of light and peace. This church sometimes comes under attack because we are not like 
other churches that have the same name outside. In fact, somebody recently in one of the higher publications online even wrote that, that we should have an official division and draw lines of separation. How do you react to that? By saying, you draw all the lines you want, but I will always love you. And I will always serve you. And I'll never write an article about you. And I'll never preach against you. And my wallet, my home, my time is always available if you need anything. That's what you do. You choose to create the kind of world we wish we already had. We start. Now, if your head is hurting and your bones are weak, you don't have to throw away the whole day. Figure out to use whatever you've got. I had a friend who was in the first Iraq war and he talked to me and he said, they were sitting once on the back of a truck when they thought flies were buzzing around them. Then they realized they were being shot at. And he yelled, they're shooting at us. And his sergeant yelled, they're missing us. That's, an, that's a better way to look at it. <laughs> now, I was waiting for a third to yell, are they quick learners? But they, I, that, that would have made a much better story, but that didn't happen. You know, if you decide that you cannot be happy as long as that person works in your office, you've made a decision to be unhappy. If you decide you cannot be happy if so-and-so is elected, you've already decided not to be happy. One of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is decision, choice to determine who you are today and the way you will react today. The next greatest gift, deciding that others are precious. Let us be a church that believes with all of our heart in the preciousness of others. They are not our competition. They are not our enemy. They are not in our way. They're not to drain on our resources. They are precious. If we see a nail in the road, we pick it up because somebody else's tire could be hurt. We see a shopping cart loose, free range shopping carts are dangerous. We will herd it back into the corral and yes, that's what it's called. Why? In fact, I've had people hand me their carts as I'm pushing other carts. They think I work there. <laughs> I don't say, I don't work there. I have degrees. And I, no, I say, sure, put it in. Why not? I'm a, I'm a minister. Maybe it's getting me ready for retirement. I, you know, I don't know. Simple enough to open a door for somebody, give somebody a smile, help a young mother through the airport. We can decide to lay aside what destroys us and pick up what heals us. The laying aside what destroys us, this is a hard story to believe, but it's a true story. A suicide bomber in Israel blew himself up about 20 years ago now. No, actually, it's more like 15 years ago. Blew himself up. Well, they did some forensic work on this because where he blew himself up, there weren't any people. And they backtracked him and realized he was wandering about with a suicide vest on. He had been sent to a place, but on the way he stopped to get ice cream. In other words, he stopped to do this. And it seems he had forgotten he was wearing the dynamite. You might say, what an idiot. People, everybody I know, including myself, carries a bit of dynamite with them they need to drop. Some bad attitudes, some bad responses, some bad habits. That needs to be left in 2015. We need to drop the dynamite. 
the, whatever it was that held us back, anger, fear, frustration, apathy, self-centeredness, busyness, whatever it is. Instead, we need to enjoy our journey and make it more beautiful for those around us like Jesus did. Before Jesus, women were not honored. He honored them. Before Jesus, religions were very sectarian and narrow, and he said, whosoever will may come. Before Jesus, the law was the law was the law, but Jesus said that love trumps law. On and on and on, he made it better. And then he turned to us and he said, you do that. So that's what we'll do. Create the kind of universe in which we want to live. Make it, make it a better place when we leave it, for that remains. It's not thrown out in the garbage. It doesn't rot in the landfill. We leave that, but we also take it with us where we go. Mark, would you go ahead and bring your team back up? I'm told, and I'm not a naturalist, so I don't really know these things, but I am told that geese fly in that V formation and they rotate the lead goose because that, he's working a lot harder than the others. He's breaking up the air for the others. That does make sense uh, if you, you know, dynamically and in physics. So let's just assume that's true and that they switch out that lead goose. Every so often, you might get tired. Just assume you're the lead goose to make it easier for those behind you. Maybe we're the icebreaker ship. You don't know much about that, but if you've lived up in Michigan and Canada, you know about it. Well, last year, they sent, uh, last summer, which is the winter down below, they sent ships to, to check to see how much the ice had retreated in Antarctica, and the ships got caught in the ice, which was a bit embarrassing. They sent three different icebreakers after them. All of them got stuck in the ice. They finally sent another one. Sometimes I look upon my own life as my job is to break the ice that the people behind can sail smoothly toward Jesus. Be the icebreaker. Be the lead goose. Take the bashes, the bangs, and the exhaustion as a sign that you're a good person doing a good job leaving a better world. Because today matters. People matter. And you matter. And that is what will remain. Would you please stand?